0: Hey listeners, this is Ben, one half of your LGG podcast hosting duo. We have recorded our Star Wars Episode Nine review, and we wanted to get it to you uh, quickly, but we've run into a few logistical issues, so we'll have that to you as soon as we can. But one thing Kirk and I uh, both want to do better in, uh, in Season 3 here in 2020 is getting content out to you regularly. And w- uh, if we don't have a new episode ready, that may mean we queue up some old episodes or uh, maybe we play part of an old episode that's going to be relevant to um, to the new content we're bringing you. So with that in mind, while we're working on getting uh, season three kicked off, the, this week we're going to release um, a rewind episode, which is basically an excerpt from season two, episode fifteen. That's the one about why role playing games are banned from prisons. Uh, of of particular note, that episode concluded with our episode nine predictions, which we're going to go over when we start our uh, season three um, series. So. This week's Rewind is just that final part of uh, Season 2, Episode 15, covering our predictions, and then we'll go over that in uh, the full Episode 9 review, which is coming out hopefully next week. So with that in mind, please enjoy this abbreviated Rewind episode, and we look forward to bringing you uh, new content soon. Thanks. Welcome to A Lawyer's Guide to the Galaxy, a podcast about geek culture by lawyers, with your hosts, Ben Siders and Kirk Damon.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by the Imperial Detention Officers Association, local AA-23. Everything is under control. Situation normal. We had a slight weapons malfunction, but everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you.
0: How are you? And welcome back to A Lawyer's Guide to the Galaxy, the podcast that asks interesting questions that don't have any answers with your host, Ben Siders, that's me, and the other guy is Kirk Damon. That's Kirk, as in the captain of the Enterprise. We are IP lawyers and certified geeks practicing law in St. Louis, Missouri. You can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Benjamin Siders, and you can find Kirk at KirkDMN. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at LGGpod and find all of this information on our very modern and sophisticated (laughs) website, LGGpod podcast.com. Uh, Well, we're going to move on and do something uh, different for the last couple minutes here. Um, The uh, Star Wars 9 teaser trailer dropped. Second teaser trailer. Was it the second one? Oh, that's right. There was the one at Star Wars Celebration or whatever. At any rate, uh, Kirk and I went out on the internet and found various predictions people are making and tweaked them a little bit. So we've got 15 Star Wars 9 predictions uh, that that are mostly by other people and some made up by me. Uh, We're going to go through those and and true, false. I don't have a pen here, so I'll just remember. I'll go back and listen to this (laughs) later and write them down. Okay, so here we go. Uh, and you can play along at home and let us know how much more right you were than us. Test <laughs> number one. You ready, Kirk? Yep. Mark Hamill appears on screen as a Force ghost. True. Yeah, I th- I think so. I feel like there has to be a mirror to the end of episode six.
1: <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Hamill has the Obi-Wan role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the other reason for it is I think they, they need him to appear as a Force ghost. They don't want him to appear as an actual character. He needs to be dead after eight, but they... Probably don't want him to be truly gone. Yeah. And the Force Ghost is the obvious way to do it. It completely fits with stuff that's happened in the past. Not going to be a problem to do. No, I mean, no fan's going to have any problem with him appearing as Luke as a Force Ghost. Of course, shouldn't he actually appear as baby Luke, given what we did in the, spe- in the you know, special editions? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not canon. Uh, okay, uh, number, number two, Princess Leia dies. True. I'm actually going to go with false. You're going to go with this. false. Sensation. Here's, is it- here's why. I think she's going to like be absorbed into the force somehow in a way that we wouldn't be able to definitively
1: say is dead. Although in that sense, is Luke really dead? Yeah. I, I, again, I think she's going to die. I, I made the original prediction. It's, you, you pulled it out of this thing, which she will die off screen. Yeah. Um, you know, as to what it is, it's not part of the thing with it. I think part of the reason she will die is I have the feeling they probably have some footage they can use with her as a force ghost. Maybe, maybe, maybe they have Leia appear as the for- Yeah, Leia. I can force also ghost, believe Leia will appear as a force ghost and again i'm kind of coming back to that end of return to the jedi force ghost scene i can very well believe we're going to see mark hamill and carrie fisher appear as force ghosts in that scene
0: Number three, we find out who Ray's parents really, mm. really are.
1: <laughs> Quite frankly, I don't care. <laughs> I, mean, I don't it's either. It's, really it's bad. such a—at
0: this point, they've screwed it up so bad, I don't <laughs> I, care. I, my take i I'm going to say is, yes.
1: I'm going to say false in this because even if they tell us who they really are, I don't trust we, we, them. we <laughs> don't trust that it really, really is true. <laughs> yeah, they'll
0: play with it later. So I, I'm going to say that they—I'll say they tell us who Ray's parents really, really are. Let's go with that. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm saying true. You're saying false. Yep. All right, number four. We meet more knights of Ren. I'm gonna say true.
1: I'm gonna say true on this one too. Did they actually in the
0: trailers? I don't know.
1: Um, Well, we have the red stormtroopers. In the in the trailers, are those of Ren? and that's the question: is what are those red stormtroopers? What are they? Are they something that comes out of it? We know we have Knights of Ren from you know the Knights of Ren are the sort of the additional us, yeah. the additional Jedi that that go with Ben. They're, they're all gone; like they've never been mentioned again. Yeah, since. and so uh, the question we sort of bumped into: I think there will be some things out there. What I can believe is that one, it'll be left open as a here's our future villains. But there's also the possibility oh, yeah. of you know something where it's you know yeah we need to be stable because we need to have some explanation for how we get something else into the camp. And yeah, I actually, I put theory. one in
0: here before that said that they're going to introduce like a future villain for future trilogies. Yeah. But this is it. It's these
1: yeah, guys. that's a possibility. Is I can believe a knight of Ren will become a future villain for future trilogies. All right, number five, Snoke is back. No, no, I'm going to say false.
0: I'm gonna say true, but it's gonna be in a roundabout way. Like they're gonna, and we'll, we'll get to this later. But they're gonna either like travel through time, or it's gonna be like Snoke is actually Palpatine, or something. <laughs> if like we're gonna that. travel
1: through time, and then we, we have to like put you know caveats on all of these. My, my take I with know. Snoke is I think they truly want Snoke to be dead. Part of the reason I think they want Snoke to be dead is because we have hinted at Emperor Palpatine in conjunction yeah. with the trailers. Unless they're
0: the same person somehow, which would that be could be Super the lame, but I think um, it's decent I've heard chance that
1: you know theorized before. So. I'm gonna say
0: I'm gonna say true. Snoke yep. is back somehow. Six. Kylo Ren is redeemed and becomes Ben Solo Yep,
1: yeah. at least when he becomes a force yeah, ghost yeah. at the end.
0: Yep, yep, true. <laughs> Seven, Finn and Rose become a thing.
1: This one I think is hard, quite frankly. I think so,
0: because they've... They've really avoided any kind of overt romance in most of the Star Wars movies, yep. except for a little bit in Empire with the love triangle, which yep. was really underplayed. And then the only other one was Han Solo and Kira in the Solo movie. Yeah. So my I, I wouldn't with be this surprised one, if
1: they leave this pretty tame. Yeah, partially just because of rating and stuff like that and their audience. My take with this is, quite frankly, I'd love to see it happen would be fun. I would like to see them actually do this. I think it would be a, fun as to what it would be. It could be a very interesting storyline. I don't think they know what to do with Finn's character. I'm not sure they know what to do with Finn's character, which is also... I'm not sure they know what to do with Rose's character after episode eight either. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those things where... Episode eight had a really final feel to it. Like, yeah. Like, they could have just ended the new trilogy there. Yeah, sort of. I mean, except you do leave a, the few obvious cliffhangers. Yeah. But the the thing that I had sort of with Finn and Rose, the reason I think Finn and Rose becomes a thing is a, is a very interesting question, is... I feel like this is something they'd like to do, but every attempt at romance they've made has not gone well. Attacking the Clones. Clumsy, yeah. um, you know, let, let's take a certain scene uh, that we all talk about in, in episode two. Um, they're clumsy at it. And so I've got to wonder if they're just going to sweep it under the rug because they don't trust themselves to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the only time the romance has really been successful is when they keep it at like... Not even a PG-13 level, yeah. like like Saturday afternoon special level. Um, yep. All right, uh, number eight, Captain Phasma becomes more than
1: a prop. <laughs> you know, I mean, we all love Captain Phasma. My take she's of this the is, Boba
0: Fett of the series. Everybody's Boba obsessed series. with her because she's got a cool costume, which doesn't do anything.
1: My, my take of Captain Phasma is no, but I do will predict, and I'm going to predict it now, in the next 20 years of the continued universe, she will have her own series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie. She's great. She's so wasted here. Uh, <laughs> I know. And, it, and she has the potential to be a fun character. I can totally believe they're going to do something with her in the future, but I don't think it's going to be in this movie.
0: Number nine, there's another Death Star to blow up. And I'm going to say it doesn't have to literally be called the Death Star. <laughs> it just functionally the is functionally a Death Star. You know? yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say false. <laughs> oh, wait, Fa- Captain Phasma, you said true or false? What? I said false, at least in this movie. I'm going to say false also. Okay, number nine. Another Death Star. I'm going to say. False. Does not a Death Star to blow up, but there obviously is already a blowed up one that they're going to go see. Yes,
1: and I think that means is that there's a, there's a, something which must be blown up in order to resolve the plot. Now, that
0: may be the most the most Star Wars thing ever that we take the blowed up Death Star and <laughs> blow it up again. Somehow.
1: Exactly. Um, I, my t- I'm going I'm to do this thing. I'm going to say true. Oh no. And I'm going to say true because I'm not sure they know how to end the series otherwise.
0: They do either. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, number ten. Harrison Ford appears on screen. Again, I'm going to say true as a force ghost... Yeah, I don't know if you have Force Ghost. I want to say true because this is this is the final send off for all these characters. Yeah, uh, that's why I think they're all going to have an appearance uh, somehow on screen.
1: I think a lot of it's going to be Force Ghost. It's going to be some kind of a, a thing at the end, which is basically uh, yeah. a, a, a thanks type of. It could be like know, a hologram
0: scene. or something, like a message yeah. he left or something. I don't know. There'll be there'll be yeah, something a fan service scene for nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eleven, a major character other than Leia dies.
1: You, you know my theory on this, and I have a theory that two of them are going to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is Rey and Kylo Ren.
0: See, I don't agree. I think they're both going to
1: survive. That is, that is. I am making the theory that both of them are going to die. So not just one major character, but two.
0: If you hit on both of those, I'll give you double credit for that one. <laughs> uh, number 12, a character from the prequel trilogy who is not also in the original trilogy appears on screen. So this has to be like a Jar Jar Binks or a <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn who is not also in the originals. And yep. not a character from Rogue One or the Solo movie either. <sighs> it's a tough one. My
1: take on this is, is true, but one of those things in it is it's do we have any of the actors associated? You know, have you seen any spoilers? Any of the actors? Palpatine
0: in in but he was in the original trilogy too. So yeah, in so we've
1: definitely got some sort of things with that. You know, could could he appear as himself? I think the answer to this is probably going to be yes. We're going to see a character from the prequel trilogy. I'm not sure it's not somebody who's going to be in the original trilogy. I think that's the yeah. my joke of baby Luke, um, you know, or baby Anakin, um, you know, sort of stuff like that. Where how we, about this? An actor like like is there a Hayden Christensen appearance? Yeah, well, there they could be Jar Jar as a computer-generated oh, character as well, but first but, goes to Jar, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the drunken master theory is true. That would have been amazing <laughs> if
0: that's where it ended up. you are like, it was Jar Jar all this
1: time? Um, but yeah, the um, I think the issue to this is we're going to see a character from the prequel trilogy, but I think it's going to be somebody who appear whose character appears in the original trilogy, though they may appear as the actor, not in the original trilogy.
0: Okay, this the next one is is, is my J.J. Abrams special. They never <laughs> explain the remaining hanging threads from the Force Awakens. I'm Thinking of a couple things in particular. One is how Maz Kanata got Luke's lightsaber.
1: Yeah, it was the obvious play into it, it was important as to what it is. I think they actually are going to resolve this one. I do. All right. The Um, other one
0: is Kylo Ren has a remark in The Force Awakens where he says, Show me, grandfather, show me again the power of the dark side, implying that he had some prior epiphany involving Darth Vader or something. And they just dropped that and never went anywhere with it. So because Vader was redeemed, so why would he be back showing Kylo Ren? Anything unless he's being manipulated by somebody, yeah. uh, and that that whole thing never went anywhere. I think they're not going to explain that one. I, think I don't that's, think they that's will either. Be too much of a throwaway. But. all right, so there may be a half credit for this one. We'll say those are the two: the lightsaber and the "the Show Me Again" grandfather yep. line. Okay, a uh, fourteen. I editorialize on this one. One of the following terrible ideas, will <laughs> which, which gives you both <laughs> of our opinions on these ideas. One of the following terrible ideas will play a role in the plot: A. Someone will time travel. B. Someone is actually a clone. C. Somebody someone is
1: actually a clone.
0: Finn. Someone is Boba Fett's son or daughter.
1: Finn is a clone. We don't know that. He's a stormtrooper. It doesn't mean he's a clone. The pre are not canon. We, we do know that there actually could be films that are not formed the stormtroopers yeah. who are not clones. Yes. Um, and what's the third
0: one? Someone is Boba Fett's son or daughter. So
1: um, So, somebody will try and pebble. I'm just gonna put it in by the editorial. I god, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, gonna say these are all terrible ideas. I don't but. mind a flashback, you know, something that does a flashback. I don't mind something that does a dream sequence, kind of like we saw. The I've definitely heard theories in conjunction with the, you know, when you see Ray with the double red lightsaber and the phrase that that is a cave-like sequence, like mm-hmm. Luke in the cave and empire. I can very well believe we're going to see flashback, dream sequence, something along those lines. We see those regularly. I hope we don't see actual time travel, um, partially because I really don't want them to introduce time travel as canon in Uh, the Star Star Wars universe. The
0: the, the reason I think this is possible is because there's – one, Palpatine's there, yep. and two, there is precedence in the expanded universe for Palpatine having the ability—it may have even been in the in the animated series, yep. uh, Rebels or something, but there's some reference to him having the ability to use the Force to travel through time.
1: Yeah, I believe it's in Rebels. I haven't seen Rebels yet, but I believe that's where there is a reference in Rebels yeah. or something like that of the idea with it. My thing with it is is it's I think you don't need it. I think you can readily have Palpatine be strong enough to survive the Death Star explosion. Which
0: is also in the Expanded back. Universe, right? Like, he made clones of himself and transferred his conscience yeah. into them. And-,
1: and, and the idea I even had with this is, I mean, he's he's the most powerful Sith Lord that sort of ever existed in even the Expanded Universe in many respects. Well, he
0: also hints that Darth Plagueis, whoever that was, yeah. could, could create life. So could maybe create he life.
1: Could- and that's where I think you can come into the thing and basically say, if you want to bring Palpatine back, and there's definitely hints of the Palpatines back, you don't need him to time travel. You can make him powerful enough to yeah. have survived Does a way to write erosion, yeah, and I would think that that's a much better way to do it, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, I've also uh, the the guys that do Red Letter Media, which is a great uh, great movie review site. If you haven't read it, but they they speculated that there's evidence in the trailer to think that maybe there's time travel involved. Uh, one one of them is that at the end of Jedi, the Death Star blows up. Very convincingly. <laughs>
1: well, especially in the special edition.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it is vaporized. Yeah. It, it is It is space dust at that point. But then there's this giant, massive, 200-mile-long stretch of it landing somewhere. That we've seen in the, tra- in the maybe, preview. Maybe that's not the Death Star. Maybe that's a new Death Star that's being built or... <laughs> Or maybe that's maybe that's from when it's being I
1: don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but and that's I, I get the things with it. I the can, real takeaway is that would be awful. It would be awful. I really and again, I think you can retcon anything into this without needing time travel, um, because you have people who can manipulate anything. Yeah. Let's well, not have them be time travel. You have just,
0: space wizards. You don't need time travel. Yeah,
1: and as people have said, is it's you know they needed to the, you know there's a lot of argument that J.K. Rowling made a mistake when she introduced time travel into the Harry Potter universe. And she only introduced it in a very limited fashion, mm-hmm. you know. And that I—I I really was one of those things where I think it's—you know—time travel is the last refuge of the failed writer, the attempt. cornered writer. <laughs> yeah, and you know, in Star can, Trek four, did it fine. Certain it was a good movie yeah. by itself. Star Trek is actually one of the few that I think has done it very, very well. And I always comment if anybody hasn't read it, the very first Star Trek novel, The Entropy Effect. Um, I would highly recommend reading as how to do time travel correctly because there are scenes throughout entropy effect. So there's like a scene where like Kirk sees Spock walk by the, by the door to the transporter and he chases after him cause he needs to talk to him and he comes around, and he can't find him and he's like, what the hell, you know, he didn't do that. And then he goes on and later he finds him, you know, and that kind of thing. And he talks and he's just talking with him. It turns out that Spock ends up going back in time. He walks past the transporter room. Kirk sees the going back in time person. Every occurrence that happens between the interactions of the characters in time travel that occurs after the time travel occurs two thirds of the way through the book already occurred.
0: Yeah. On that note, and it's a great way to do it. <laughs> Um, on that note uh, The Star is My Destination another book that's not really about time travel but handles the topic very well Yeah, um, it's The Count of Monte Cristo in space uh, number 15 we learn at least uh missed typo here we learn at least one new thing <laughs> that changes our understanding of the original or prequel trilogy so an obvious one would be that Palpatine is still alive but we know from the expanded universe so he can come back so something besides that something where like like once we go back and rewatch the original trilogy it means something completely yeah. different from what we thought yeah
1: mitochondrians don't actually have any force powers. Yeah. You know, th- that that kind of thing. So it was a sensor error. It's a sensor error. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great explanation. I'm going to say true because this would be a very J.J. Abrams thing to do. It is a very J.J. Abrams thing to do. I also think that it's, I would say true as well and the reason I'm going to say true is because I think Star Wars has been very into filling out things that the fans would just like to have filled out and yeah. the example I use is Rogue One Tarkin is really a character. And he's a char- he fits his character. It expands his character. He's very interesting. He's very fun. In a way that makes Tarkin in Star Wars make more sense. Yeah. All of a sudden, his staying with the Death Star makes so much more sense. It was his baby. It was his baby. But it's also the he truly believes he has the most powerful thing in the world. He's, Vader's force is just this wizardy power that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. He believes in military might. He believes he has the most powerful thing. And this is just a distraction. And that's, the, you know, and that's you know, that line, you know, Aband, uh, it, uh, abandon his ship and in you know, a, a moment of a moment triumph, of triumph. A moment of triumph is, is such a great sort of statement of his character. And it was a great statement of his character in Star Wars. And I think Tarkin was one of those characters in Star Wars that a lot of fans really enjoy. And when they went back in Rogue One, they basically made him the character everybody wanted him to be. Yeah, without doing a lot of him. And Even that's then, the like, like, like Rogue something like One, that. I
0: thought did about the best job of, of filling these story gaps. Yeah, um, but it's still whenever you have a move something like this, you you. you it, it can't be done perfectly. Yeah. so well, like the timing
1: like, doesn't make any sense with the Pantene 4 at the end.
0: Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't quite work. Um, but like the thing I'm thinking of is uh, right before that line, Tarkin says, "Where where they tell him to leave?" Yeah. The guy walks up to him and says, "We've analyzed their attack, and there is a danger." How would they know that? Yeah, the, the the flaw was deeply hidden in the structure of the Death Star, and they had to go. The rebels had to go break into that that base on what was it called? Yeah, Cardiff, for the heck
1: the planet was called. But, but it's also once they had the plans, they knew there was a weakness. Maybe they knew to look. Like, why they, are they flying down this trench? Yeah. You know, like, and I think like, that's the thing: is like they fly down crap. the trench, they go, they know they're launching torpedoes. over that hole. <laughs> yeah, they know they're launching torpedoes, you know, yeah. potentially. And so I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, hey, it turns out that this trench does lead someplace it shouldn't. You know, we found the same thing the rebels did. You yep. know, once we knew to look for it, we weren't looking yeah. for it. Once we knew to look for it, because that's what they're attacking, we figured it out.
0: Yep. Um All right. So one new thing I'm going to say
1: true. <laughs> I'm going to say true just because I think that they're so into doing it right now yeah. in conjunction with the Star Wars and I think it, I'm going to go a little one step further and I'm going to say I think it's going to tie something up in the prequel trilogy. Interesting. And and the reason I I'm going to say that enough that to know what all the open threads are. The there. reason I'm going to say that is because I think from a a purely business point of view and it's interesting because I was just listening to another podcast about how there's a lot of discussions of the business of movies and less discussion of what happens in the movies now but from a purely business point of view the the fans don't particularly like the original trilogy or sorry the the prequel trilogy compared to the original trilogy I can very well see them sort of putting something in that says hey let's treat the prequel trilogy in a slightly different light Mm -hmm. just so it's not quite as maligned and, and again, that's the kind of thing that I'm going to sort of put in there. Is I could believe that they'd that, do that would be
0: an interesting coup if they could do something in this in this movie. Let me try that would <laughs> that would make the prequel seem better somehow. Yeah, that would be a. a, a, a
1: Skill. I would very well believe they're going to try. Whether or yeah. not it's going to work, I think is another question entirely. But I can really believe they're going to. I try.
0: like Abrams as a director. He adds like a lot Jeff of as a director. excitement, he's always fun. kinetic energy. Um, his movies are fun to watch. I don't like him as much as a, he writes the best first
1: acts. <laughs> he does write fantastic first acts. Yes. <laughs> but,
0: but like most people, he's terrible at third acts because third acts are hard to write. I'm not being, I can't write them either. I'm not being you know I'm not bragging about something I can do that that he can. not But um, I'm just thinking, like Lost. Like the, the first season of Lost is one of the best
1: first seasons of any oh, yeah. show I've ever saw, and quite frankly, so were the second and third season. Second season's not bad. It starts <laughs> to lose some, some. Juice I think in you make it through season. the third season. I think the fourth season's when it starts to go off the rails. Yeah, but the
0: ending was just really unsatisfying. I just, I think it's hard to end a show. We saw this with Game of Thrones. We've seen it with a lot of things. It's hard to end a show when, when almost every fan theory is more interesting than what you came up with. <laughs> you need to read the boards more. Yeah. So, all right. So those are our fifteen. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We're running real long. So we need to wrap this up uh, next week. I don't know what our t- or not next week. Next episode. Who knows when that's going to be? At this point. But, uh, not sure what the topic is. Uh, we have so had some
1: f- requests. I know from some people who sent me some uh, some follow up things, saying they'd like an episode that's a little less academic, um, just as a little bit of a break of something. Because as one of them put it, they're learning too much law. All
0: right, <laughs> maybe we can do like a, a potpourri, like because I've got a whole folder full of like cool legal things that have come out that that we could just talk about what those things are. Each one's worth maybe you know two minutes of discussion. Yep. So maybe we can do that. Um, so I don't know, we'll figure it out. Uh, if if we don't uh, come up with anything else, we'll do we'll do the potpourri and just kind of run through some some things that have happened in the yep. last couple. And months. we
1: may also talk about a sort of we talked about the idea of doing a movies episode just because I've managed to see quite a bit of movies. I know you have as well. We haven't been a while since we've done yeah, this as, as well. We talked about
0: because you saw both of the uh, I caught up in the
1: Marvel Universe sort uh, of. Yeah. So
0: we got that to cover if we haven't yet. All right. Uh, there's the music. It's time to go. Check out our website at lggpodcast.com and it has links to our various platforms where you can download prior episodes and get in with us Uh, get in touch with us on twitter on facebook by email subscribe to this podcast on the platforms give us a review that helps new listeners find us tweet out our content promote us uh, do free work you can find me on twitter at benjamin siders and kirk at kirk d m n that is all for today we'll see you next time lorem play us out
1: The views expressed by the participants
0: of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Lewis Rice, LLC, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. This podcast was produced and recorded at Cool Fire Studios in St. Louis, Missouri.